welcome to the fourth episode of The Long Road Down Under, Around the World in 92 Days. The podcast for two old friends reminisce about a trip a decade ago where we traveled around the world. My name's Matt. And I'm Alan. How you doing tonight, AWOL? I'm great. We're back, man. This is going to be a good episode. Yeah, we're sticking with this. This is fun. Uh, yeah. We've got some great things to cover in this one. When it was mid-September, and we spent three days in Istanbul and two in Cappadocia, and we're going to cover that time. A lot happened, and it was fantastic. So that's going to be be fun to discuss. Before we do, we realized we omitted something unintentionally that was really interesting earlier on the trip, and we just regretted not talking about it, so we want to circle back to it. So um, in between Prague and Vienna... We made a stop at an old church at AWOL. I'd like you to take it from there to explain what this was about and what we did. All right. Yeah, I was going through pictures just last night and realized that we had stopped at a bone church. Now, you might be listening and saying, what what is a bone (laughs) church? Well, I will tell you what a bone church is. It is a place where the people that were dying— they had run out of space to bury them. And so instead of burying them somewhere else, what they did was they took their bones and they started decorating the church with them. So there were skulls, leg bones, arm bones, all kinds of bones all over this church in a chandelier, in a pyramid shape, all over the place were just decorations with bones it was one of the strangest and unique places i've ever been yeah it, it was it, it's bizarre if you want to look it up it's called the sedlik ossuary i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing sedlik right but it's, it should be easy to look up yeah. um yeah it's a small catholic roman catholic chapel and we would and do was, we would do these kind of stops randomly throughout the trip yeah. stop, stop at certain places so this wasn't anywhere we stayed it was we were maybe there 30 minutes but one of the one one of our fellow travelers, I don't remember who, told me that they would they would pay me ten euro to lick one of the skulls. Now, looking back on it, I realize how juvenile that is and how disrespectful that probably is to. I didn't know you were going to tell this story. I didn't think you would. Whoever that might have been, Kenneth. Um. Um. Yes. It um, was. It was Kenneth. He gave well, me the 10 euros. <laughs> yes, not disrespectful to Kenneth, but more disrespectful oh, no. to the person who may have to died. The, yeah, to the deceased. Yeah, and um, so I did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was 10 euro. And, and we've talked en- enough about how we were, you know, broke and, and, and cheap on this trip. So I have licked a dead person's skull, and I don't <laughs> think many people can say that. <laughs> no, no, I don't think they can. Um, and I mean, that 10 euros, that was what at least five zagorkas so that was uh yeah it was, it was a good uh good value for for uh, your your efforts so yeah i mean there was um you know you gotta have beer money and there was that was good beer money back in the day so yep. um i was not going to turn that down but no this was actually a really really interesting and neat place um the yeah, yeah. decorations with the with the skulls i mean it was done in a tasteful manner i guess I mean, it wasn't like they were just laying around. Like they had put some effort into this, and it was super interesting. Yeah, it was. And if you've, if you've never been, it's worth looking up at least. That was uh, definitely a memorable location. So yeah. uh, glad we circled back to that. Yes. Okay. So getting back on to the journey. So we were just about to leave Europe. We were about to venture into Asia because Istanbul is in both continents, which it's like the only major city that's in both continents, which is pretty cool. And so we were about to finally get to, to Asia. We rode, we rolled up to Istanbul late at night. I remember this uh, in a hostel that was absolutely packed. I remember it was far bigger than any other hostel we'd stayed in. Luckily, we had a semi, semi-private room because this was one of these hostels that was just a you know, a warehouse with a sea of bunk beds. It really was. And we had at least a door that shut. And I believe it was, I don't know if it was only our group there, but it was mostly our group. It was. Uh, And I think we shared our room with maybe two others. Yeah. Like, 
yeah, other other guys on the bus. So yep. So yep. that that was good, but it was a, a, one of the sketchier places that we stayed. It was if if my belongings had been out in that group of uh, bunk beds, I would not have expected to have them the next day. <laughs> yeah, you had um, we had to walk through the larger room with bunk beds to get back to the area where we were staying. But I remember thinking the same thing: like, I'm glad we're not out here because I can't afford to lose anything else. Yeah. Which kind of brings us back around to what another thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, so we got there and we were expecting a delivery. You may remember that a couple weeks earlier we had left uh, a book in a rental car in Ireland, and inside that book was five six hundred dollars. I don't remember the exact yeah. amount. Yeah, it was the spending Let's money I had taken for the trip. Yep. Unbelievably, we managed to get in touch with Lisa at Sixth Rental Car in Dublin. And the people there were so kind and said, all right, we're going to send you your book with your money in it. And we gave them the address for where we were staying in Istanbul. And what did you think was going to happen, AWOL? Um, I definitely didn't think I was going to get it all back, all the money back. I thought maybe they would pocket some of it. I didn't, I didn't fully believe it was going to happen. Uh, I remember the the reason it was going to be sent there was because that was the longest we were going to stay anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until that point, I think we'd stayed two nights in Prague, two nights in, in Vienna. So we were staying three nights in Istanbul. So that was kind of the best time frame for them to send the money. And they did. They sent the book, and as far as I know, all the money was still in there. No, I remember uh, every nickel was. I I think we even offered to let them keep, you know, like say, hey, please keep fifty bucks for shipping or whatever you need. No, they they sent every dollar. I was very impressed and and appreciative. Again, we can't yeah, say I, enough good things about Irish folks. Yeah, I was really relieved, obviously, because I got my money back. It was something that stressed me out for a couple of weeks. And props to Six Rent a Car. If you're ever in Ireland or wherever else they rent cars, I would highly recommend. I'll give them five stars on Yelp. <laughs> Ask for Lisa. <laughs> uh, so we got into Istanbul late, and we were pretty excited about going to the city, I remember. And I still would be excited to go there today. The, and the first day we did what we normally do, we just... Got up and started exploring. Um, Grabbed a map of the city. I knew there were a couple of locations that I wanted to check out. Beforehand, I had asked around for people who had been to some some, different places, what would you recommend in certain cities? And I had no shortage of suggestions and recommendations for places to go in Istanbul. Um, Just, again, it was the center of civilization for years. So... You know, there's 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 so much so much history on top of like you know the splendor of old palaces and um you know being the among the most sacred sites for multiple religions it was um so going in i had i had high hopes but the first thing i remember doing was we walked around and we realized that we were both sporting some pretty unkempt beards yeah we had gone you know the first two and a half weeks of our trip um we now have beards. This would be not have been a thing uh, nowadays because we, we, we pretty much keep beards. But back then, yeah. we were... Oh, I did. We, I had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I at the time... No. Yeah, at the time, I shaved back then, and um, it wasn't... I mean, I'd go between having a beard and, and shaving. I remember I buzzed my head before the trip because it was... Mm-hmm. I knew, I, I mean, even the haircut wasn't going to be a thing. And I also knew, you know, I'm just going to shave my face because it's just going to be easier... So yeah, we got to, we got there and we really needed to get a nice clean shave. So we went to a, a Turkish barber that did not speak any English. No, we like walked past this place and there was like some precarious sandwich board outside that said that like shaves and a haircut or something were like 10 lira or something like that, which I think is like six or seven bucks at the time. And we're just like, all right, let's, let's go for it. But I remember walking in there and this, yeah, he spoke no English. This dude had this fierce mustache like a guy maybe his 60s he looked like he was like had been in a hair band in the 80s (laughs) like but anyway clearly he knew what he was doing but i remember we got in there and you said he's like you you said you have to go first oh that's (laughs) that's right i was not brave enough i was we did not understand this guy and i looked over it i looked over again it's like you're going first man (laughs) 
So I remember I sat down and I like he sort of super like he was really you know how you can speak to, like communicate with someone without using language just gestures but I, he was really friendly and kind and you can yeah. it's that you can still convey that without words. So I remember he gave me sort of like this shrugged shoulder like what what do you want to do? So I motioned like motioned on my my face and then like like moved my hands out like I was signaling a base runner safe like <laughs> gone get, like get yeah, rid so, of it yeah yeah it's gone. So then he like pointed to my mustache. Like he goes, first he was going to leave that. I was like, no, 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 I want, I want that gone too. It's not, you know, in 2010, it definitely wasn't cool to be, wear a mustache. Now some people can get away with it. But a decade ago, you weren't looking cool to anybody. Unless uh, your mustache was like his. Unless, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that was different. Right. So I don't know what exactly I expected, but first thing he does is like have this boiling tea kettle and poured it in this cup of this powder to make um the shaving cream which i had never you know i was just used to like barbasol in a can so that was pretty awesome he lathered it up and got that all over my face it was really like hot it felt really good and he pulls out this fresh just like menacing looking straight blade and you know my beard my beard was pretty thick and i can't grow one close to what you can AWOL is like could be a professional bearder. It's <laughs> unreal. But anyway, he 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 just meticulously gets to work, and I was amazed at the guy's skill. He was just it was quick. It was you know he he got everything. Um, it felt so good. I just I was just the only time in my life I've ever paid for a shave. Um, yeah, but it was. He was an artist. He was he was great at. It. He was very professional. I, rem- I do remember. Do you, and you probably do as well. The end. After he had shaved your beard, he cleaned you up and probably put aftershave on you and all this, uh, this, that, and the other. But then he pulls out a lighter. Do you remember that part? I do. I remember making eye contact with you like, what's happening? Yeah, you looked at me. I looked at you, both our eyes just as wide as can be. And he starts, and this might be common with barbers, but we had never seen this. He mm-hmm. starts singeing the hairs on Hickman's ears mm-hmm. um, with the lighter. Mm-hmm. And I just never seen anything like this before. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? You know, this guy's going to kill us in this barber shop in Istanbul. But no, that's that's just you know something we didn't ask for that. But he was singeing the, the hairs off of our ears with a lighter. Really interesting. It was. I not. It was. I never seen that again. Some of these things may just show to how um, possibly naive we were at the time. I mean, these may be things that just everybody knows, but I I, sure, I, I didn't. But yeah, it was it was it was awesome. He did an incredible job, and it was uh, ten lira well spent. Absolutely, yeah. We were we came out of there freshly shaven, and ready to attack the day and and explore Istanbul. Yeah, I felt like a different person. I, and to like, I, I've pretty much kept a beard since college, since I graduated from college. That's been a long time, and this that was only it's only one of like five or six times I've been clean shaven. So. Yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely the most memorable. But um, after that, we just started traversing the city, which I always, I don't know, looking back, there was such a sense of freedom of that. Like, okay, here we are. We leave in three days. Go. And I, I love that feeling. Right. It was awesome. Yeah. So, go ahead. No, I just say I the I remember the 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 coolest thing we did that day, or one of the coolest things we did, was we went to the Grand Bazaar. Yeah, which is just the shopping mecca of Istanbul, and and it's not like a a shopping mall. It's 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 small shops. Well, it's compact. It's it's yeah. big, but it's it's tightly packed. Yeah, huge, huge area. You can easily get lost, and there's just one shop after another after another all throughout this thing. And we just explored this grand bazaar, and uh, people. <laughs> Uh, asking if we would uh, want to buy carpets and take them back to <laughs> the U.S. We're like, uh, no, we have backpacks. We can't take carpets. You know, just just getting asked if, if we wanted to buy things all throughout. But the Grand Bazaar was just an experience that I just loved. It was a great, yeah, it was a great time seeing all kinds of items. And, th- yeah, and it reminded me of a giant flea market, but with way more people that would, you know, try to solicit sales. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't yeah, want to rug- go in there during COVID days. You would not. You would not. <laughs> the, the the rug sales salesman cracked me up because they were 
you know, any objection didn't matter. It's like, oh, we'll ship it to where you live. Yeah. And I remember at the time, I was like, dude, I don't have a house. I don't, <laughs> have, I, <laughs> I don't have a place to live. It's okay. We'll just send it to your parents' house. You have parents, right? <laughs> he was yeah. a great salesman. He was. <laughs> He he goes like, "Where are you from?" And and you you said America. Oh, Americans love rugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I, I married someone who loves rugs. <laughs> you could have had a Turkish rug I in your in your house solution. right now. I'm sorry, yeah, I could have had a Turkish rug. She's she's all about some rugs. So yeah, it's I do I remember another guy who like tried to sell us jeans. I don't mm. know if you you remember this. Yeah, but like at the where we were standing, like looking around, you and I were the tallest people any, anywhere around at that moment. Like yeah. just around the, the sales folks of the salespeople, of the bazaar. And I've always been a rather husky guy and was then too. And he said like, Hey, we've got all kinds of jeans in your size. And I was, we were looking, I was like, I, I don't think so, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. I promise. You, you know, don't. That's, it's okay. <laughs> No, it was a lot of fun though. That was that was one of the coolest places we went. And then after that, I think is that when we went to the um, like the spice market and the uh, the docks down in the Bosphorus. Um, I believe we either went there or we actually went to the the Blue Mosque. Oh, that's right. That was the next day we went to those places. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Blue Mosque and the Hagia Sophia are, you know, with with a stone's throw. If you could really get it thrown a stone to one another. Um, and so we went to both places. Um, I remember we had time for uh, the Blue Mosque was free, and that was that was a, a cool a cool sight to to see. And you had to pay to get in the Hagia Sophia, uh, but we were either going to go there or the Top Copy Palace. And one of the few places that the historical and cultural significance did not, you know, pass me over was the Hagia Sophia. I realized its significance, and now it was, uh, you know, a, a sacred place for for. Um, Christianity and Islam and really, really wanted to check it out. Um, so we chose that. We spent, I don't know how much money, but in doing that, we did not go to Top Copy, which is unfortunately something I, I regret doing because everything we heard about that place is that it's unreal, that it is, you know, an, an incredible sight to behold. Yeah, we, we only had enough money to do um, one or the other and we chose the Hagia Sophia. It was a little bit underwhelming, but I mean, we, there's been presidents of the United States go there. There's been yeah. all sorts of world leaders be there. I mean, like you said, the significance of it was really cool. You could still, what I found really interesting was there was a, a lot of paintings of Christian Christianity paintings, of Jesus, other things on the walls that had been covered up, but they were they had started to be uncovered. Some of the plaster but, had come down, yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of cool to see that as well. Um, but I do regret probably not going to see top um, copy palace because I think it would have been more of an, a um, beautiful sight to see, but it was a, it was a, it was a cool experience. Um, another thing we did that day is yeah, the blue mosque was a, a really neat experience. I mean, if you've ever been, I mean, it's one of the, it's probably the most famous mosque in the world It was you know, obviously somewhere you had to take off your shoes to go in. Mm -hmm. um, we, there was always people worshiping too. I don't know if you remember, but this was the first place where there were prayers being said like every hour or so. Mm -hmm. um, and you could hear them all over the city. And so there was, there was people worshiping in the blue mosque. Um, that was a really neat experience as well. Yeah. What's cool about these places. Like, and that was built in like the 1600s. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And so, you know, that was a, uh, incredible place to be and i, I you know <laughs> i do remember about top copy you you pretty much called me out on my bad decision the rest of the day like, <laughs> i told you we should have gone top copy you had to go look at the historically significant place <laughs> <laughs> you were well, right you were yeah right. it wasn't our worst decision but <laughs> <laughs> as you'll soon find out yeah we so that was pretty much that day um another day we ended up going to uh, the Spice Market, which is a, mm -hmm. um, a really cool place there in Istanbul. Also, I mean, everything's really compact and close together, at least on the side of the side of the water that we are we were on. So in Istanbul, Asia and Europe are 
separated by a body of water. And once you cross over the bridge, then you go to the Asian Asian side. So we were on the European side. So everything was pretty compact, easily easy to walk to. So you know, we went to the spice market. Uh, had all these different kinds of spices, things I'd never even heard of. I mean, it smelled amazing in there. That was really cool. And then we went down by the water uh, for a for lunch, and they were said there were all these boats where they were fishing off of the boats, and then they were as fresh as can be. They were selling fish sandwiches right from the boat. Yep. And yeah. we had those, and um, those I mean those were fresh. Those were. I remember being a little underwhelmed, but uh, it was, it's, you know, it was a cool experience just to do it. I remember there being a lot of bones in there too, but that was definitely something I don't regret because it was, uh, it was def- you you'd never do that anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. We we were there with the frost. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Laura Conway was uh, yes. was with us there too. That was a, that was a fun day. Yeah. Um, I think that was the same day that we attempted to go get uh, our visas to Iran. Oh, this is important. Yes. So as an American, the only way you can go to, well, okay. In 2010, the only way you can go to Iran right now, we can't go to Canada. So that's a different uh, matter, but maybe we can go to Canada. We can't go to Europe, but thanks to COVID. (laughs) At that time, the only way to, to go was to be a part of a tour group originating in a different nation. And obtain your visa in person at the embassy in Istanbul. So there were two or three people from uh, our our UK group that either couldn't get in or needed some, some things settled uh, to secure the visa. And you and I had to go because we were, we were Americans Mm -hmm. and we sat there. I remember for, for a couple of, I felt like a couple hours. I'm not sure how long it was, but I remember completing everything and they told me they had mine and you got a different answer yeah so again you went first and everything went went through with yours and now you could correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like we had done some paperwork before we left we have yeah okay right so we 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 did the exact same thing and Mm -hmm. at least as far as i knew we'd done the exact same thing but yeah you went first you got yours um you were you were set to go to iran with the group and then I got up there right after you, gave them my name, and uh, they had nothing. They you know, had they nothing just said it me. was a they just said it was a clerical error. That, yeah. that was all they would say. Right. Um, and there there was nothing you could do about it. There was not enough time between you know the time when we were going to go into Iran for this paperwork to be completed again. And so, you know, there was there was some things that Ozbus had to do on my behalf and then i had to do on there was two others um rick was a part of the british military before he retired and came on the trip on the trip so i believe that's why he didn't get in and then our friend lisa and i'm I'm not exactly sure why she didn't get in but the three of us had to to go elsewhere later on in the trip we could not go into iran it was it was pretty strange to be separated from you to be honest it it was and it was a real bummer that i was going to be going to Iran, um, you know, without you. Yeah. Um, and then as the only American in Iran, which was, we'll, we'll get to that. That's a, that's a great, yeah. some great stories there, but right. um, that, that was a bit surreal. To, I still think it had to do with what we wrote for our education because we, we went to the college we went to at the time. And now it's called Johnson university at the time. It was Johnson Bible college. Mm-hmm. And I, omitted that um i probably didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's what happened and then you, you had a clerical error right uh, right whatever. i don't yeah. know i mean that's the only thing that would make sense but you know because like i said we did the, the same exact thing the a friend of yours had helped us get this paperwork taken care mm-hmm. of and it just was what it was i mean i do remember feeling a sense of relief um because mm-hmm. we had conversations earlier in the in the trip about the idea of going to Iran as Americans, like I was kind of scared. I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought it was not gonna be safe. I mean, and of course a lot of those things ended up not being true. And you'll 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 talk you'll talk about that. But I didn't really know that I wanted to go, but I definitely didn't yeah. want to do something that you weren't doing. Yeah. <laughs> um so there was a sense of relief, but at the same time a sense of disappointment as well. 
Well, you, yeah, it's, we learned so much on this, this trip and, you know, broadened a lot of, a lot of horizons and, um, you know, notions about people from certain, certain countries or anywhere sort of are, are dissipated when you meet people and talk to them face to face. So yeah, tra- travel is good for you in that way. I don't know that we had many preconceived notions, but everybody has their biases and, uh, it's great to have those dispelled and ripped off. Absolutely. But, yep. Anyway, we'll talk about that more, but back to, back to Istanbul that happened that day. And I believe it was that night that we went to see a friend of mine that was, uh, living in Istanbul at the time he and his family. And we took the, took the train out to his apartment. I couldn't, I had no idea what part of town it was in. No clue. Yeah. yeah. But it was uh, pretty awesome to, it was super nice of him to, to have us for dinner and, you know, got got to hang out with him for a bit. I think he showed us some website where he was able to watch like every football game. So that made us really excited. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. It never worked for us though. Yeah. It would somewhat <laughs> come in handy, but that we can never have good enough internet to do it. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, no internets. Um, <laughs> but the, the, we stayed at, at their house pretty late and he gave us instructions for how to get back. We had to jump on a, another train. So it's, it's late. It's, at least eleven thirty. Yeah, right? yeah. I was, I was gonna say after midnight. Yeah, we stayed for a while. So we take the train back to where we're expecting other, like, get to the train station where there should be other trains running to take us back into our part of town. And we got there, and it was a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust nothing. Nobody there. No. And again, remember, no phones. It's just you and I standing there in some part of Istanbul with no means to communicate with anybody. So there were a couple of like cars sitting like menacingly in the corners with their hazard lights. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it was pretty sketchy. Uh, I mean, it may have been a perfectly safe part of town, but for us, it was a little bit unnerving. Yeah. And we knew we couldn't walk. I mean, we could have, it was several miles back to the hostel. And it was, it was like, like eight or 10 miles. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. we knew at that time at night, it wasn't safe to do it. So, and the trains weren't running. So we knew we had to, you know, get a cab. Yeah. We just sort of walked up to what we thought was an off duty cab. And the guy was on a smoke break. And he was like, you know, we tried to tell him where we needed to go. Cause I don't even think we had the address for our hotel or our hostel. We told him right. like, Hey, if you can get us to the Hagia Sophia, we can figure it out from there. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the hostel. He's like, oh yeah, no problem. So yeah, we, we hopped in the cab and he's like, it's okay if it, like, I'll, I'll take you, but I've got to smoke on the drive. <laughs> it was, it was a smoke break. You're like, cool, man. But he was super nice. He offered us both cigarettes. So we passed on that. Um, sometimes, sometimes your memory is, it blows me away. The, the little details that you remember, because that I would have never remembered. Yeah, yeah I remember weird specifics. And uh, <laughs> anyway, he took us back to our, our, our hostel and got there. But what, you know something I remember was cool about hostels? That one was was also like it was it was huge. And, and you know, whether or not, it was definitely not the nicest place I've ever stayed. Yeah. Uh, far from it. But it was um, vibrance, the word that, I, that comes to mind, just because there's so many people from so many walks of life that are there. It had a rooftop bar and people were always there. And we got back at like 12, 30, one o'clock and it was packed. I mean, people were up and using the internet cafe and, you know, yeah, having drinks and drinking coffees and teas. And t- it was, it was, uh, I, I love that. I love yeah. That. Yeah. We, we, I don't know if it was that night, but I, I remember spending at least one or two nights on the roof there with our, our other travelers, um, singing songs and yeah, Kenneth and McKaylee were singing about a frog in a sock. I don't know. They were making up some song, but I mean, just, those were, those are good bonding times with the, with the crew, uh, you know, with the rest yeah, of the it really, It really was. And, you know, we shared so many experiences and then we all saw the city, the cities differently. It's like yes. we were all dropped there and we went and went our own way and, you know, saw things from our own unique lenses and then we were able to, I don't know debrief yeah. those experiences at the end of the day it was it was it was a lot of fun i agree right um, yeah that was that was a cool thing to be able to just say what did you guys do today and <laughs> then you know it's like you you have all this stuff built in to to talk about like oh we went here we did this you know like that was really cool now i don't know if you remember this and i'm sure you do but 
we actually um two of our our traveling companions left us in istanbul that's right yes uh, uh jim and deb right yes yeah jim and deb um from england they i don't know if they had planned to go the whole way with us but for some for some reason they that was the the end of the road for them in istanbul i think they wanted i think they were expecting maybe some more i don't know plush accommodations yes that's yeah that's right yeah because because where we were staying was rather spartan every, everywhere was yeah, especially um, europe like you, we had talked about we've done mostly hostels so far yeah yeah, yeah so it was it was uh Anyway, we, that's right. They, they were a lot of fun. I remember Jim was a drummer, and he brought his little drum pads. You remember that? He was, yeah. 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 What What did he call us? Because um, he said we oh. could. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. We, I, we learned the uh, the progression of males in the UK. You're a lad, then you're a bloke, and then you're a geezer. <laughs> that's right. He, he said we were lads. That's we're right. Still lads, and later we. Be, I think we're probably blokes now, right? Yeah, we've we've graduated to bloke <laughs> status. I also remember him saying something along the like, "We needed oh oh, you need more money? I'll just call your parents. I'll give you more money or something like that. They'll just wire you more money." Yeah, he's like, "Alan, ring ring your pop and tell him you need some squid." You're like, Jim, my dad's not giving me more squid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jim was a character. That was a that was a funny conversation. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Uh, Jim, if you listen to this, you're good. To, you're you're you're, you're a top mate. Yes. Cheers to you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Anything else you want to touch on in Istanbul? I don't think so. I feel like we saw a ton and we missed a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about regretting not going to the Top Copy Palace. Um. I didn't know at the time about the Turkish baths, but if I ever went back, I would definitely do a Turkish bath. Would you go back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Amazing city. A lot to do there. And I'm sure it's way different now 10 years later. Mm -hmm. um, so I would absolutely go back. You? As would I. As yeah. would I. 100%. And I'd try to go find another straight blade shave. Yep. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd get rid of the beard <laughs> just so I could do that. Oh, man. All right. So leaving Istanbul. This was all right. This is our first continent change. Now we're going in, into Asia, and I, I do remember there's like, as always, I remember I, 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 was, I slept on the bus a bit, but I remember this time specifically falling asleep. I don't remember falling asleep. That's silly. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, I had fallen asleep, and when I went to sleep, where we were was somewhat green, and I woke up, and we are in the desert. Like yes. it was, it was that quick. We crossed the bridge. We're in Asia. And for however long my nap was, an hour or so, now it is arid. It is, you know, we are not in the forest. We are in the desert, and we are moving towards eastern Turkey. That's right. We, we stopped We stopped at a salt flat. Do you remember that? Oh, man, that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just wide open space. Uh, the kind of place you would see they would do, you know, break the, the land speed record. Mm-hmm. Just this giant salt flat in the middle of nowhere. We stopped out there and took some really cool pictures. And wouldn't be the first one we would see, but or it wouldn't be the last one we would see. But it was definitely a, a, a cool stop along the way. There's a great picture of you jumping. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I got these yeah. pictures right up right now. This is making really? it even even more That's fun. Cool. I yeah, do that. No, that was that was incredible. I remember that well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, uh, that start contrast in the landscape was was nuts, and then we made it to Cappadocia. Now Cappadocia is a big tourist city in in Turkey. Before going on the trip, I had never heard of it, but you descend into this valley, uh, coming off. I guess it's a plateau, and it's such a a again a stark change because there are all of these oddly shaped rock formations mm -hmm. and rock homes like homes built into these like sprawling for looks like miles and then at the base of this valley is this just small little town nestled in there yeah it, it doesn't look like anywhere anywhere else that we went on the trip i mean it was just I, so unique just the i remember the first sight of scene i was like where are like this is crazy super super unique place for sure 
it's like the view it's breathtaking like if, mm-hmm. if you've never been look it up uh you'll know exactly what we're talking about that i so poorly described you'll yeah. get it then but one of the coolest things is we stayed in a rock hotel yep which was which is really awesome so i think i think it was actually called the flintstone lodge i yeah you're, you're right it was um <laughs> i remember also it was kind of felt i mean just like a cave would feel and the rooms yeah. Oh, yeah. Were, were cold. I mean, it was a great place to sleep, right? You just like bundle up and, yes. and get in bed and, and go to sleep after a long day of, of walking around. But yeah, that was a really cool experience too. We got there midday and it was, it was like, even though it was a rock hotel, it was probably at the time the nicest place we had stayed because oh, yeah. there was like a decent restaurant there and a pool. And <laughs> I remember this just came to mind. It was this little area, like a little... I don't know, pergola kind of thing that we sat under and we had our guitar out there and we were playing some songs and this group of people sat next to us. Uh, you know, there was, it was a small, small area. We're all sitting around there. You're playing songs. We're all singing. And I reached over, like I was, had like scratched my foot and we were so close to somebody. I accidentally grabbed the foot of the person next to me. <laughs> like, cause I remember grabbing his foot and like looking away. It's like, that, that wasn't my foot. <laughs> That was my foot. <laughs> so, Awkward. whoever you are, guy, you're welcome for the foot massage a decade ago. <laughs> Any, but I remember that night, like, we all sort of congregated, and, like, again, the whole group sharing our stories. We, we um, got there midday, so there wasn't any time for exploring that first day. Right. Yeah, but then the next morning we woke up, and now some of this is a big regret. Uh, most of the group, oh. I believe, went on early morning sunrise hot air balloon rides over this amazing landscape. Now, again, we sound like a broken record, but we were cheap. And this was one of the things that you had to pay extra for. And I honestly, it was probably 50 euro, 100 euro. I don't know what it was. Probably 50 bucks. It really was. But we decided we could not afford it. But looking at some of those videos and pictures from that, I mean, that would have just been an amazing experience. And I'm sure if we can get any others on here on the podcast throughout this um, these episodes, hopefully they can they can share a little bit about that. But that was definitely a big regret of mine. Yeah, me me too. Especially I mean, considering what we ended ended up doing. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get there. Yeah, uh, the. Yeah, the pictures from that um, are just unreal because it's like hot air balloon, and you get like a like champagne breakfast with yeah. it too. Amazing, amazing. And I, I'm sure we like rolled down to the old continental breakfast and ate some Nutella on a stale croissant and <laughs> packed another one in our backpacks and like, all right, let's go. Yeah. So our great idea was in the midst of all of these, like this in this valley and a ton of hills and you know, whatever we decide, we're going to go rent some bikes, mm-hmm. some mountain bikes. Sounds I'm, like a I'm going to say idea. quote unquote mountain bikes, but yeah, please continue. Okay. They were, they were huffies with bigger tires. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A, they call those a Husky Huffy. A Husky Huffy. Yep. And we'll explain as we go on why they, uh, I would not consider the mountain bikes, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So we started biking around because we just want to go explore these, uh, you know, these homes. Yeah. I think I think what they call something like fairy chimneys or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we biked for a couple miles, like up pretty high, and then went off off the pavement to go check out some of these places, all within a few miles of our our hotel. So we explore a number of these abandoned homes. Um, we're just at this point, you know, a mile or so off the road in in the wilderness, not the wilderness, but in in the middle of this desert ish yep. kind of place but you know there's there's greenery there's stuff we're not completely out in the desert around the sahara or anything here so we got an idea of where we're going to go after i don't know a couple hours or so as we decide well it's probably time for us to maybe start to make our way back into the direction we realize that your rear tire is completely flat yeah i mean we had gotten off on a trail mm-hmm. and we had gone around you know essentially a mountain and we were following this trail around, and it, it honestly, it wasn't even a couple hours. I feel like it was maybe an hour in, and and the and the and the tire had gone flat. There was no riding it, and I mean, you weren't just going to ride off because that would just be no, a terrible trend thing to do. Yeah. So you know, we, all we could do was was walk our bikes at that point. So we had two decisions, or we we had two choices. We could either go back the way we came, 
where we can continue going forward. And we decided to go forward because we thought, well, if we just continue on this trail, it's going to take us around this mountain and back towards town. Because we knew the direction we were going in was going to be the direction we needed to go. To our, I mean, we were actually right about that. Yes. Like because we, we were standing up on a high vantage point, we could see where we were going, and as opposed to going down just like blistering hot tarmac, you know, and pushing bikes on that for a couple miles, we decided to take the trail, see the, you know, see the sights. Right. That was not a good decision. No, it just it that trail just continued to take us deeper and deeper into these mountains, and we were. I don't know if we didn't take water or if we just had taken what one water bottle or something, you know, it just, it ended up getting pretty bad. It got to a point where we were like, okay, you know, we're really thirsty here. We're obviously lost. This did not take us where we were going to go. And we were kind of getting into dire straits. It was really hot too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And once in a while we'd see some people riding the trail. So it's not like we were completely in the middle of nowhere, but we were where we thought we were going. Okay. We were yeah. right about that. But so we weren't technically lost, but we were in over our heads for sure. Yeah, we well, didn't yeah. have enough water. We, we managed to stumble across some like roadside, like a trail stop where they were selling water. Yes. Yeah. And we, we bought a, each bought a bottle of water. I remember saying like, Hey, well, shouldn't we get two? And we're like, <laughs> nah, we don't need two each. We're fine. <laughs> well, because once again, we thought maybe, we thought maybe the direction we were going to, we weren't going to be mm-hmm. that much longer. So we thought, yeah, we'll just get a bottle of water each. Yep. And we would ask people and they'd be like, oh, you're nearly there. Yeah. Well, that's a <laughs> big answer. Guy. If we were riding our bikes, sure. Sure. We were pushing <laughs> bikes. And, you know, these weren't, these weren't, you know, light bikes. They were heavy, crappy, old, you know, bikes. So after another, I mean, it was a while. Like, I feel like this whole trek took like four or five hours it, it, it took a long time yeah yeah so at one point we're like really exhausted and like hey we just got to stop and take a break and i went and like laid down in a cave <laughs> 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 and we parked our bikes we were, we were sitting down and laid down in the cave when you spotted something yeah i uh we were just kind of just uh you were laying there i was just you know exhausted and I look up and I see what looks like an apple tree. And I was like, why would that be here? You know, that's really strange. So, of course, I climb up in there. And you said, hey, throw me one. So I pick one off. And they're, they're not, you know, they're ripe. They're ready to be eaten. I throw one down. You take a bite. And then you just said, get all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the best apple I've ever tasted. I still I, remember this day. Oh my gosh. I mean it was it was a like I don't know. It was like a godsend. It was it perfect. Was a, yeah. Like just the fact that we needed some sort of liquid. These were the juiciest apples. And I mean honestly, maybe they weren't, but they were yeah, at exactly. that time exactly what we needed. So we probably sat there and ate four apples each. Yeah. We we ate a bunch of apples and then continued on, on the path and we were in decent shape by the end of the trip. We were in really good shape, but yeah. we were in, in decent shape at the time. You, you way more so than me, but after another hour or so, I remember like at one point we had to go up this other giant big hill and you're like, I, I just don't know how we can do it. I don't think we're going to get there. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> it was super steep. We were four hours into this and, and pushing these bikes. I, I, yeah, I, I remember thinking like, I can't do this. I just can't. We were dehydrated again. Like yep. after another, after another hour and a half or so, like we're, we're hurting, we're yep. hurting like to, to the point where we were probably going to have to ask for help from whoever showed up next. Yeah. Like these two idiot Americans are on this trail on this hill and are about to die. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We weren't literally about to die, but we were, we were pushing dehy- We were dehydrated. We were not in great shape. Um, finally, the trail spits us out at the base of what looked like a trailer park. And it was sort of on the outskirts of town, close to where we thought we were going to be spit out by the trail. So we, we walk up this hill again. We're just gashed. Like we got to find some 
little shop or something that sells water, anything we can find. We approach this trailer park, which is sitting on a concrete slab, which seems odd, but it's an elevated concrete slab, maybe 10 or 12. Uh, I, I think they were trailers or, or yeah. something similar. Yeah. And as we're approaching that, sticking out of the side of the concrete slab upon which a dozen trailers sat is a spigot. <laughs> a mysterious water spigot. Source unknown. It, I mean, it, it could have been a sewage line. I have no idea. Yeah. But we saw it. I was like, dude, there's, there's free water right there. <laughs> Ew. It was probably a terrible idea because if you've never really traveled into not so well-developed countries and now I think Turkey is, is fine, but yeah. you know, they, they tell you don't drink the water. You know, we were drinking bottles of water everywhere we went, especially later in the trip. So to, to take the chance to drink out of the spigot wasn't a great idea, but it was our only option at this time. Yeah. Giardia was preferable to death. So, <laughs> so we t- we just drank out of the spigot on the side of a trailer park in in, Tur- in rural Turkey. Um, it it turned out fine. I think we let the water run for a little bit before we drank some. Yep. Oddly enough, that is twice I have in moments of desperation drank really terrible water. The other was Nairobi tap water in mm. in a hostel at like 3 a.m. because I couldn't leave the hostel or hotel where we were. Um, so I drank four cups of Nairobi tap water and had to fly out on a plane the next morning. How'd that and turn you know, out? You know what? This is, this is my, like my one superpower. Whatever it is, whatever like God-given gift I've got, it's that I have an iron stomach. That's right. And I had no ill effects from either one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we, we it could have turned out really poorly for us, especially since we were going to have to be on buses, you know, for long oh. days. I mean, imagine being sick. And there was a time later in the trip when I did get sick, and it was not a good day on the bus. But it it ended up working out for us. We uh, we came out up above the city. We still had, a, I think, another mile or so to walk into town, but at least we were on a main oh, road. Yeah, and, um, and we walked back down to this point. It was all downhill. We walked back down to this down to the town and i remember just being so angry and taking the bikes back and just being i'm getting my money back i am i am just angry at the shop owner and uh, i ended up getting some money back not all of it but just the the you told me this was a mountain bike i should be able to take this on a trail (laughs) yeah that was your yeah that was that was your biggest speak to the manager moment of the trip right i mean it was four or five hours of torture and we survived it, and we have a better story now because of it. Oh, we had great apples, too. That's right. That's right. That was, the apple tree was clutch. That was. Yeah. I I feel like we went back and just, like, slept. Yeah, we didn't do anything that night. Well, I think we, we went back. We showered. We, we took a, a nap. Uh, went out and got some dinner. Also, on this trip, especially in Europe, we ate kebab wraps like yeah, they oh, were candy. All the time. I mean, they were they were the cheapest thing to eat, but man, they were delicious. Oh, they were so good. yeah. I think the the food wasn't quite as good once now now like in, in Turkey and Iran. I don't remember quite as many you know great great meals, but I remember yeah. we got a really dry burger in town. We had dinner with Rick, uh, Frankie, and Becky. Yeah, at some at some little place and uh, ate ate some dry burgers and called it a day. Yeah, and then that was that was our last night there i believe and and then the next day was when we had to to separate yeah so i was off to iran and you were off on a mediterranean boat tour yeah so and now we'll we'll get into this next time around but yeah you guys were going to be spending the next two days pretty much just riding the bus to get to iran Mm -hmm. and me and rick and lisa osbus had worked it out so that we could go down to the coast of turkey and yeah do a a coastal boat tour it was like a a large sailboat it wasn't a yacht by any means but we slept on there we were on there for three days they fed us i mean it was it was a pretty cool experience met some really interesting people from australia on that trip that 
made it really entertaining for those three days. Yeah, I'll, <clears throat> I'll get into my my Iran week. It was uh, it was incredible. Great great memories from there. Won't won't spoil everything, but the very last thing I did leaving Iran was accidentally leave a pair of boxer shorts drying outside one of the best hotels in Tehran for the rest of the town to see waving in all its glory. <laughs> you left your mark for sure. I did. I did. So I'm excited was... to hear about, about your experience there. And I'll, I'll definitely share some more about my, our boat trip that our luxurious boat trip we went on and um, how we got there and how we got, you know, ended up getting back together um, in India. But yeah. um, I think for now we're, you know, we're pretty much wrapping up our, our time in Turkey, at least that we're doing. Oh, we also had to say goodbye to, at least I did. I had to say goodbye to our amazing bus driver. I did too. He, he drove. Well, that's true. Yeah. I had a couple more days. He drove us all the way to the border. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dennis, we had, we got pictures with Dennis and got some hugs. He was, he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was sad to see him, him go, but we did once we got into out of Europe and into some other countries, each country had a different bus and a different bus driver. Mm-hmm. And so Dennis was only there with us for the first two and a half weeks, but he was definitely a character and definitely a, a nice guy. Yep. So uh, Cappadocia, would you go back? Yes, it was amazing. It was amazing. I'd, I'd go back and do the and do the hot air balloon, no question. Yep. As would I. As would I. And I'd, you know, I'd even go exploring again, but this time I'd bring water and not a bike. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> If you've never heard of it, check it out. You know, look up some pictures. It's definitely a unique spot, and we were lucky to go and see it. All right. Well, this was the turkey portion of. Oh, last thing about turkey. We did have a joke for turkey. Oh, okay. What was it? Uh, what do you call a Turkish schoolboy who takes your lunch money? I don't think I remember this one. An Istanbuli. Oh, wow. Terrible. Wow, what a way yeah. to go out! This is great. Yep, yep. <laughs> so again, that was <laughs> that was our sad goodbye to Turkey. Uh, next week, we're going to jump into our separate journeys in Iran and the Mediterranean. Till then, quarters is money.